On this episode of Blending Bourbon, be sure to join Dixon Dedman and myself, David Mark Young, along with Michael Palladini from Penelope, as we go behind the scenes and take a look at some of the important aspects of creating and growing a bourbon brand, such as infrastructure, support system, family, all of the important aspects of growing a business. Blending Bourbon is the podcast that takes you beyond the barrel and behind the scenes of the whiskey industry with master blenders Dixon Dedman and David Mark Young. Welcome back to another episode of Blending Bourbon, a podcast kind of about the back end of creating a brand, launching a brand. This podcast is sponsored by Golden Sheaf. Joined by the best hair in whiskey, Mr. David Mark Young. My name is Dixon Dedman of 2XO Whiskey. And I think we have a pretty, pretty special little, um, little session set up here. So, uh, um, yeah, David, how are you? I'm fantastic, Dixon. How are you? I'm, I'm good. You look good today. Thank you. Yeah, you look pretty dapper yourself. Yeah. You look as tired as last week. You, you haven't been on the road this week have, yet, have you? I don't leave till tomorrow. So gotcha. Yeah, we are all rested up and ready to tackle the right. country. I got to sleep like four nights in my own bed. It was really, nice. it was really exciting. Yeah, I'm sure. And I don't sure have that. a crazy six a.m. flight tomorrow either, which is good. Even better. Fantastic. Even so better. it's all downhill from here, is what you're saying? I don't know. This Launching is the. This is a a big one. It's three three days in Chicago, and then I take a flight to St. Paul for a dinner in St. Paul on Thursday night, and then I'm in St. Paul all day Friday, and I fly out of St. Paul about, I think it's like 8 o'clock, so I land at home around 11, which means I'm back to my house about 1 a.m. Friday night. So it's there's a lot packed into into a few days but um those are those are fun markets so i'll yeah, be good I bet. drink good yeah it'll be good yeah big fans up there i'm sure of dixon deadman and 2xo i just big whiskey fans up there i mean it, you know, yeah it's just just fun fun markets to to visit to, to play around in well exciting yeah so yeah, what, what, like, what you got what you got for us today this is kind of your show this is the, this is this is our show. This is this is uh, the Bourbon Drinker show. So I know we've got, got lined a serious up. man crush going on here, and it, and it ain't me. And uh, and you've been <laughs> excited about this for a while. Have been very excited about this. Yeah, yeah, man crush. Um, one of my favorite. You know, there's these guys keep putting out um, expressions left and right, and you know the most recent one is uh, Valencia that I'm that I'm tasting here from Penelope. So really excited to uh, have be joined by Michael Palladini from Penelope. Welcome, Michael. And I think uh, Dixon, you have to add David, you have literally the best radio voice out there. too. So you have great hair and my gosh, your radio voice is like ridiculously good. Please don't tell him that he's going to start talking. (laughs) When he he thinks he's like, got it going. It gets, it, 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 
he's it slows down right. and it's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's got he really that milks that yeah. voice. <laughs> he does. He, he is. Well, thank you. I've been warming up all morning, so I uh, appreciate that. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for having well, me. Appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, taking time out because I know you're extremely busy these days. You're traveling yourself all around the country, um, even some international travel that I've seen recently. And um, where, where, where have you been recently? Well, we were, I know we were just mentioning uh, kind of before we went live, but we were out the uh, St. Louis Whiskey Festival on Friday. Um, put on by uh, Drew and James from the St. Louis uh, Bourbon Society, and man, they put on a heck of a show. I heard I mean, that. It was it was just a very well done event. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it was last Friday. Good, great turnout. Great weather. Um, couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Matter of fact, I saw that and. Um, yeah, there have been, been a few lined up. You know, we had the Omaha Whiskey Festival a couple weeks back. And saw By St. the way, Lewis. let me just throw something in there real fast. Throw something in there we, real quick. You know, we're sorry that you weren't able to make the Omaha Whiskey Festival. Your team, I I got in trouble um, kind of for hanging out with your team. Um, and some of the stuff that they were pouring for me at that event was spectacular and yeah. i i can't remember what the there was, was a, a yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> there was there was two things one was a um gosh it was some sort of oh it was, it was finished david you t- we took a picture with the bottles yeah we sent you a picture michael um um was it the tokai i think hmm. tokai cast finish uh, was it Architect, which is a blue label? It was an Architect. And oh, then, man, then I... there was maybe a, a double barreled product, or like a, I mean, a, a double oak or, or something like that. It was Our a barrel, twisted. and and it was one like you did one version that was at at barrel proof, and then you did another version that was a little bit lower in proof or something like that. They had the one mm-hmm. under the table, and they said you got it. I mean, it was phenomenal, phenomenal. Was, and your team, yeah. your team held court in that in that place like nobody else i mean it, it was it was it was penelope and golden sheaf were the stars of the show for sure yeah That's yeah awesome. what the, the which one was i heard it was great it was yeah matt matt was uh um matt was there representing penelope um there were some other folks i think it's Those a, festivals, what did you though, say man. the takaji yeah the takaji cast was the is that what it was yeah. I think did you, that is it one of those uh, where it starts out really strong and, you know, everybody's engaged and having a good time. And, and then somewhere around the hour to an hour and a half mark, you can tell like the people who are there to like taste some stuff and learn some stuff start to separate from the people that are there to try to, try to drink every single thing that's at the event. And then, like year or at year, like hour two and a half or so, you just see people like walking up to a table and kind of falling onto the table, or <laughs> yeah, you know, like power they're sampling. Just, they're just yeah. like <laughs> weaving back and forth. It's, those whiskey festivals. Um, I mean, you see some people really trying to get their money's worth. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's that's fine. Yeah, I was just looking at the picture, of the Tokai. Yeah, Tokai. Yep. Our text yep. thread. Yeah. There it is. That. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. I mean, we have, you know, we've we've got great 
people on our team and like, you know, with Matt and, and obviously my partner, Danny and myself and everyone, Bridget and Jace and the whole, the whole team and Darren. And, you know, we, we started out, it was just Danny and I, and, and then, you know, we had Jace come on board and he was the first, like our first employee, then Bridget. And it was all part-time, um, for many years. Did you, you find most of these people with us since the beginning? You find these people locally, like they just said, Hey, I think what you're doing is cool and I want to be a part of it kind of thing. Yeah, like like Bridget's married to one of my best friends. Uh Danny and I's good friend. And we've been talking to her, you know, she's been helping us since day one with events and you know, a lot of it was just doing in store tastings in New Jersey when we first got going. Like, oh, who's doing the one down in uh Ocean County? It's like, Oh, I can't, I got something with the family. All right, Bridget, can you help with that one? And I'm like, we Cause yeah, you know, we'd always divide and conquer. And then Jace, uh, Jace helped Danny build his house. So Danny's a builder. Danny, like he like installs, like Danny can like literally ins- do the electrical. Wow. <laughs> you know, electrical is one of those things you don't want to touch. Cause if you mess up, your house is going to burn down. Right. So right. You really need to know electrical. <laughs> if you're going to do it like me. I'll never do electrical. In fact, yeah, I'm not same. allowed to touch any of the equipment at our facility. <laughs> um, Danny. And so Jace is, they've we've known Jace forever. Um, and uh, I call him the world's most reliable 25-year-old because uh, he is. He's just a reliable, hard worker. Guy's just awesome. So uh, Matt met on Instagram, on social media. Um, no kidding. Matt was like, I'd love to meet you guys. And we were kind of we're, – we're, we're very – we're like a very close-knit team. And, um, you know, we never really had like – like, do how do we do this? We, we've we've always had folks that we've worked with and we've always been engaging, but like to actually bring someone in under the, uh, you know, on the team was a big deal for us. But Matt flew up, man. And I'll never forget, we went to Kentucky Bourbon Festival and he came with us and we knew right away we wanted him on the team. And that was uh, KBF last year. So 2021. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great team. Yeah. Matter of fact, when Matt was, um, yeah. He was here, um, did a couple of events in lieu of the Whiskey Fest, you know, some tastings and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, it was good to hang out with him. And and like Dixon, like you were saying, man, there's no shortage of trips. Like there's like no, no. shortage of GSMs with your wholesalers, events that are important events. Like you really want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward because they're, you know, A, they're expensive. B, you're putting time and energy to get get product there, get merch there, get POS there. And, you know, having great people where we can divide and conquer, um, I think makes a big difference. So let's go back to the beginning of Penelope. How far back does Penelope as a brand go back? Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to say like, oh, man, back in like 1973. And it feels like it actually. Right. It feels like the longest four years of my life. Right. Oh, but what was that great Indiana Jones line? Like it's not the it's not the years doll, it's the mileage. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Feels like it. No, seriously, it's true though. I mean, it is the mileage. You put some serious mileage on starting you know, running a company, as you guys know. And uh we started I LLC'd this thing back in uh, June twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. Didn't start selling till March first, maybe, about that, twenty nineteen. And then we sold it from our car for the first, you know, for 2019. Wow. Yeah. Get into COVID and just, how'd you feel going into COVID being startup and, you know, you've already got challenges as a new business owner and then boom. 
COVID yeah. hits. Well, we were we had uh, we we went heavy off prem. No rhyme or reason. I mean, I'm not from neither Danny or I had experience in this space. It just was a pretty clear cut model for us where in New Jersey, our home market, I'm like, wait a second. So we can go, a retailer is going to take three cases and all I got to do is show up on Friday, four o'clock, pound, like, do the three hour tasting, hopefully sell them pretty decent through. And then he's going to buy another three cases. Right. So I was like, why don't we just do that? a ton of those like yeah. units right and most <laughs> right. importantly you're gonna get people to try the product so that's what we did we we i mean i think i i've said it a couple times um just like talking to folks but like i i really think both danny and i broke the in-store tasting record in 2019 we wow. did a lot and you know it's not glamorous i mean you're somewhere in the middle of nowhere and four o'clock and nobody's has any interest and you're just, you know, you just gotta just do it. Hey, you want to try it? You know, this is it. It's just, and we did, I did so many of those. Yep. Um, and then they'd want more. And then you go in the back of your car and be like, well, do you want to just get that now? I'm right here. I got it in me. And then, you know, they have whip up a quick QuickBooks invoice here to sign it here. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. But I think with COVID, uh, the biggest concern for me was shutting off tastings. Because we yeah. didn't really have much of an on-premise business. It wasn't a focus. It was really, there's, those are two different sales ch- channels. And it's really hard. The, the on-premise as, as uh, the bars and restaurants, as like enticing as it is, it's hard. It's costly. It's time-consuming. It just wasn't, I just said, you know what, let's just focus off-prem and go heavy. And we did. And But, you know, my biggest concern with COVID was when even retailers turned off in-store tastings. Yeah. With the exception of a few, there were a few, and if they, we were allowed to do them, we did them, and we had a protocol for it. But that was probably my biggest concern because up till then we had never even dabbled with turning those off and being like, "Well, we're not going to sell any cases if we don't do it." Right. And I think after seeing the first few weeks that we still can get some pull without doing those tastings was pretty rewarding. Yeah. And then right out of the gate, how many how many SKUs did you guys have? We just had the one, our, our 80 proof, our four grain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which that is was, that was it. Which we had is phenomenal. That, uh, we didn't really introduce barrel strength probably till early 2020. Okay. About that. Yeah, it might have it might have been December 2019. I can't even remember. Um but yeah, we just had the one SKU and uh that was really it. And we had a, we, we try to keep it a competitive price point. I mean, our whole thing was go right after basil Hayden, um, in New Jersey, it's like 50 bucks a bottle, 49.99. Um, we came in at 34.99 on ours and that was, that was the play for us entirely. That's interesting. Okay. Huh. And there weren't many 80 proofs out there. You know what I mean? Like there weren't many eighties out there. So I just was like, I don't even, I can't remember why we went with 80 is just, we were in the room with MGP and I think they, like we didn't know where they had, like they even provided some like pricing analysis. Well, here's how you can come up with your cogs and all this stuff. And it was like deer at headlights. I didn't understand any of that. Right, I don't right. even think I understood our cogs till like 10 minutes ago. Um, like <laughs> but you do now. <laughs> ago, like, as in like today, but yeah, it's still, that's an evolving process, but no, I mean the 80 proof was cool. I was like, no, oh, let's go lighter. Let's go approachable. Let's try to, and there weren't many out there, to be honest with you, except, you know, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Basil. Right. I mean, there's some out there, don't be wrong, but it wasn't really, uh, wasn't a common theme. 
Yeah. It was just a little bit different than what was on the shelf. Yeah. So how did you arrive at that though? That, you know, that's interesting. Cause I, I like basil. I appreciate, you know, a lighter whiskey. Um, it's a good bourbon, but so that was intentional to, because basil is, is pretty popular in that category. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any analytics or anything. It's just kind of, you always hear like, Oh, big, try basil, you know, yeah. or Woodford or, you know, that was really it. And basil matched up. It was bullet basil. Like, what do you think when people really not into bourbon when right. they're trying something or they ask a friend who's into bourbon yeah. for something, it's usually going to be one of the big guys or girls, whoever it is. And I, I, I just said, I think basil matched our kind of aesthetics and it was proof identical. Yeah, it's, like it's funny, you know, being and spending as much time as I, I spent in the in the restaurant and bar business. Um, early on, you know, we'd have all these people visiting Kentucky from all over the country, all over the world, and and they'd say, you know, I, I don't really, I don't drink bourbon, but what should I have? And back when it was, and we're talking the like 2008, 2010, 2012. I'd say, you know, here's what you need. You need to try this this bottle of Blanton's because it's so light, it's so mild, it has a hint of a bourbon flavor, but it is, it's, you know, it, it was like what we used as our gateway drug to get people then to try something higher and try something else, you know, whatever. And then when, you know, I remember as, as Blanton started turning into what it is now, that was that was what we went with was basil hayden it was like here you're going to get a, a a hint you know you're going to get some of the bourbon taste without a whole bunch of things that you're afraid of and it, it became you know kind of what you you use to get people you know on that on you know on 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 track and they'd say oh you know i i can drink this, this is actually i i like this or whatever but i, I what i find fascinating about your story because you know you you go about things two different ways. You either say, this is, you know, this, we're going to pick off this, this you know, like the, the brand that has this following, we're going to kind of go in that direction and try to, you know, yep. that that's where we want to be. And then you have the other people who are like, I want to do something so different and weird and unique. And I think the different and weird and unique sometimes can work, but if you're, you know, if you model yourself after something that's successful and, you know, you're never, I mean, none of us are ever going to, you know, cut Basil Hayden out or anything like that. But if you, if you say, you know, that's, that's the, that's the consumer we're after. That's the, that's the person who, whose profile we're after. I mean, that's a really smart way of, of, of right. kind of launching. And you could build, you obviously you built on that. Um, I think it's brilliant to say, you know, this is kind of, we want that light, approachable, easy drinking consumer who's not looking for something that feels like they got hit over the head with a hammer, you know, something that's just really, really a, a smooth sipper. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's brilliant. And it's funny. Literally just before this, <clears throat> no, I appreciate it, but just before this, something totally different, unrelated to the, the show, uh, four grains are number one skew in terms of wholesaler depletions. So the, the 80 proof four grain. Yep. Number wow. One. Yeah. Fantastic. So strategically was that, so you go after that demographic. That's brilliant. I love that. But did you, was there, 
uh, way ahead, but were you anticipating where you're at now as far as, you know, barrel strength, um, you know, four grain barrel strength, charred, um, the toasted and the, the toasted toasted series. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of our products have just been driven off of like curiosity. So, you know, the four grains was pretty kind of, kind of, if I think if we went and did the blend, so we went to MGP in like July, 2018, we took a, a 99 corn mash, a 45 wheat and a 21 rye bourbon. And by default, you know, malted barley's in all three of those. So you put them together as a blend you got four grains, right? Right, right. You're like, all right, it's cool. Yeah. Put it on the front of the label. Sounds cool. <clears throat> I think that was even MGP's recommendation. I was like, I love that. Put it on yeah. the front of the label. Heck yeah. Um, and it was unorthodox because most, you know, most people probably distill it as four grains, not like kind of blended after the fact. So it was a little unique um, in that sense. But what's what's interesting is like pretty much every single product we've released has been using those three mash bills, that four grain kind of concept. Yeah. Now, Danny does a lot of the blending and things like that. And, well, you know, obviously there's going to be different barrels for different products, but, you know, all, and the blends might be different based on what he's working with. But we're doing a foregrain. Like our barrel strength's the same foregrain. It's using the same mashes and tinkering with them. Architect is the exact same thing. Toasted is the same thing. And even a lot of these cast finishes that we do kind of on a limited side, with the exception of Tokai, which was our first rye release, um, and uh we did some light whiskey like back in early 2022 that was i mean that that we've used that kind of same we've used the same three mash bills since the beginning really wow which is i think it's helped us a lot if sure that makes sense just been easier to hone in on something really get to know it versus you know because it's hard it's hard really picking up the pieces on this especially like dixon like you know especially on the blending front yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, so I have a, you know, and I, I've told my story or several of my stories many times, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, for me, we, there, there were several moments um, and continue to be moments, um, you know, along this, this journey or path or whatever that, are they're not like huge things it's not like getting getting a a rating from somebody or or whatever but it's you know it's a it's a note from from uh just somebody who bought a bottle who who opened it on a special occasion or and i i you know or um you know having somebody say i i you know i've got this bottle and I'm only going to do, I'm only going to open it, open it when this happens or that happens. And there, there are a lot of times for me that, you know, when I'm, when I'm getting on another airplane or psyching myself up to go talk to another group or, or, or do that kind of thing, I I have to, you know, those are, those are the kind of things I, I, I lean on a little bit, you know, to, to remind myself almost to pinch myself of what, what I'm, what I'm getting to do and, and what I'm, what I'm doing. I mean, do you, do you have specific, uh, you know, t- things like that, 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 uh, you, you know, you've, you know, that, that have happened to you in the last little bit when you think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really doing something different than, 
um, just just selling a product. I'm, you know, I'm doing something that that is, you know, really, you know, influential and or, or whatever. You, you know, are you, I, it's a good question. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of things that have come up. Just like you said, we get uh, some inbound emails from some folks, um, and you know, they're 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 special. I mean, like what they're you know, whether it's for a special occasion or the birth of their daughter or son or you know, an upcoming wedding or just, and they you know, they've obviously had an emotional connection to our brand or story and things like that. And that's you know, that's really rewarding. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. And I think, you know, you know, but I try not to, I think we try to keep it also realistic that there's, you know, there's bigger things going on in this world outside of, outside of whiskey. But if whiskey helps f some folks uh, feel like, you know, kind of maybe break away or, you know, get, get away from maybe some of the, just some of the BS that's out there, then, you know, I think that's something we're, you know, we're happy to, you know, play a very small role. And I mean, I think there's a lot of great brands out there, but yeah, I mean, there's been some really just awesome things. I mean, the number one thing for me really has just been the people we've met. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have met any, but like, like that we have, I mean, I can move to Nashville tomorrow and I feel like I'd have more friends in Nashville than I would in yeah. New Jersey. Like, seriously. So I think the community is awesome. Uh, the, the, the folks that are working within the industry are awesome. I mean, that, you know, I just was talking to a few folks today that have their own brands, you know, aside from you guys. So this is, but I mean, it's, uh, I think the community has been great in the, you know, within the brand, it's folks that have brands, but also folks that are just part of the community. I mean, that's, that's been fun. I mean, you know, we For go sure. down to KBF and some of these events and we'll like rent an Airbnb and people are like, it's like a, it's like everyone's staying at our spot. It's like, fun. <laughs> you know, I think that's what we like. It's cool. And we're like, everyone brings bottles of all different stuff. And it's like, we, I, I genuinely like love, uh, love it. Like it's awesome. And I think, you know, it's just, we're lucky, very lucky, very lucky. Yeah. You, you know, Mike, the few times that we've talked, I, you're a very energetic guy. You know, you're always upbeat and, um, you always bring the, the life to the party. Is it, where does that come from? Where does that energy come well, from? Usually not on Mondays. No. <laughs> Mondays are tough for me, man. I don't know what it is. I usually go to bed early. I go pretty hard. Uh, you go pretty hard just, you know, having a company and we're up late. I mean, there's t tonight I'll be on the phone until two o'clock in the morning. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Saturdays, uh, Fridays, if, well, this is like one of the few random exceptions. I was at the, the festival on Friday and I get home till Saturday afternoon. I, I check out on the weekends, man. I'm like offline. Yeah. I, I like, it's like, don't, unless it's like some rare exception, but, um, I really check out, um, all, uh, completely. Um, but the upbeat, I don't know, man. I just have always been a little, had a little bit more. That's always had a little pep in my step. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's great. What so I'm said, yeah. We, um, <laughs> I, 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 I want, I want your take on this because we've kind of had this conversation before. But, um, my my wife worked with us in in the hospitality business until we had our second child, and I, at that point, I was running an inn and doing the bourbon thing, and it was you know she we made the decision she was going to stay home with our kids, and so. And, and now, you know, I'm out of the hospitality business, just doing the bourbon thing. And my, we were uh, one morning, 
I guess after I got back, I think it was last week, my fam, my, my kids were at breakfast talking about that uh, career day was coming up. And, and my six-year-old says, well, it's too bad that neither of y'all can come to our career day because mom, you're just a mom and dad, you make bourbon and that wouldn't be good. Um, and, and I, you know, I've got a million stories of, you know, my kids picking up my kids from school with cases in the backseat and the teacher, you know, (laughs) they're looking at me like, well, you know, um, but you know, it is, it's, it's tough. Um, it's tough to, to find that balance. I mean, I, I, I know what it's, you know, I, I I get it. I, I get home from these trips and I check out too, because, you know, you, you, you go all week and, and you've got to be, you know, you got, you, you, you still, you know, have to be a dad and have to be a husband and, 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 you know, how, how, do, how do your, how, do, how does your family, how has your family handled the, the ride that you've been on over the last however many years with, with Penelope? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, so, when we started, because it's very similar to what you were just saying, I mean, we started, <clears throat> it's been four years, pretty much, um, four and a half years. And uh, when we started, both Danny and I had no kids when we started. Fast forward to today, there's five within a four and a half year period. Wow. Danny has three. Danny, Penelope's the oldest. That's what kind of drove it. So Penelope's going to be four in November. Um, and then Danny's got Cooper. Which is what our Cooper series is. Cooper That's series, yeah. finishes. Okay. Um, mm. And then Cooper's going to be uh, four in May, and then uh, and then Danny has two twin girls, Lila and Kennedy, which is what the rosé is going to be. And that's you know they're they're in July and they're going to be two in July. And I've got Henry. We call him Hank the Tank. He's going <laughs> to uh, he just turned one, so he's in August. So it's crazy. It's bonkers. So you know you're running this business. You got stuff going on and then you got chaotic uh, yeah. last week I'm, I'm in the house i go what the heck was that noise and sometimes i'm just working from home my home office i'm like henry like he put his head through like a glass like a little pane glass window he's fine he's <laughs> laughing i'm like dude and that can be <laughs> and they're down in the basement right now but no we did the same thing it's really hard it's, it comes down the balance like you know we have like you got to check out like spend time with them, help them put them to bed, read them the books. You know, Carrie, we made the decision. She was helping out on some of the creative stuff for Penelope. But with, with Henry, I mean, it's it's bonkers right now, a one and three and a half year old. So soon to be four, actually. So one and four year old. So just trying to get by every day, man. I don't really have a magic answer, but every day is one day that we checked off the box. <laughs> one day at a time. No, I, I mean, I, I just, I think, you know, yeah. a big part of what, we were talking about with this podcast is, is talking about things just like this. Like, you know, everybody thinks, and I, I get it, you know, well, oh, if you work in bourbon, you make bourbon, you sell bourbon, what, you know, and, and, and it's when you're, when to sell bourbon, you've got to be out there. You've got to be on the road. You've got to do, you know, and it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, a different challenge than if you are a nine to five guy. Um, I'm not saying that that's not a challenge or anything like that, but it's, it's a different challenge. And then, yeah. you know, you, you get to look forward to things like um, my, my youngest is, is in kindergarten now. 
Um, but they went to, uh, he, they, all my kids went to this, uh, little preschool, great little Baptist preschool here in town, cute school. Um, they're doing one of these things where they, it's like flashcards. So they show a kid a picture of a tree and the kid's like, Oh, that's a tree. And they show another kid a picture of like a, a barn. He's like, Oh, it's a barn. They show my kid a picture of a ketchup bottle. And my son goes, Oh, I know what that is. That's bourbon. <laughs> and you know, I go to pick my kid up from school that day and all the teachers are outside and they're like, So, Dixon, um, I think we're gonna need you all to come in for a little conference. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. That's great. I love how this went from a from a bourbon podcast to a bourbon label owner therapy session. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, put, no. it back, put it back on the rails. No, I hear you. No, it's it's guy, great. This is behind the with, scenes. Guy with good hair. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I totally forgot this was your show. Like, no, this is ahead. not my show. No, no, I love it. I love it. It's it's the reality of it, you know, because family time, quality times, critical, right? I think. Got got to take care of yourself. Got to take care of your family to be able to do all these things. And so I don't know. Perhaps that's an indication of you two gentlemen and your success. You know, you have a good support system behind you. I would assume. So that's it's good to get peel back those layers. So Michael, do you do you sit in on on a lot of the blending? Are you are you tasting everything before you all decide to roll it out? Is I mean how how. How involved in, in, in product development and that type of thing are, are you? Are you right there in the middle of all of it or? Uh, not as much. I mean, Danny and I, so we have, uh, we've got pretty good lanes. I mean, I think that's how we became, you know, we work very well together, but there's two really big sides of this. You got, um, you got kind of a kind of bucket product and operations. Because your supply chain, I kind of put that in there with, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got product ideas, but you can't get, you know, barrels or you can't get certain things and you're not going to have a product. So there's really nothing to develop. So I do bucket like the supply chain and operations all kind of tied into the whole product side. So Danny being the engineer that he is and very detail oriented, I think uh, it took about seven, eight months to figure out what those lanes were. Right. So um, I, you know, I kind of fell into the sales and marketing side. Danny really kind of honed in on the product and supply chain side. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, I think we're all involved. I mean, product development is always uh, a lot of the times. Like, I mean, a lot of it just could be uh, conversations we're having with some partners um, from, from space side Cooperage where we, you know, they broker a lot of cast finishes to, to with us to just anything, but usually product. I, a lot of the times I'll come up with some of the ideas, like not even a brand name, just like, Hey, what about this? Yeah. And Danny is very quick to be like, like, well, makes he's very, he's doesn't, he, he kind of jots something down, doesn't really say much. He might forget about it for like three months. And then he's like, hey, try this. <laughs> like, what is this? He's like, well, this is like, remember you mentioned it? Your idea. Morning on a Tuesday, <laughs> three months ago. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, I, I mean, I, I sample quite a bit. I mean, Danny, but Danny, def that's like definitely his, his, uh, where he's really dialed in on. That's Jace and Danny and, and our, our production team. You know, I think we're a little unique. Um, we, uh, you know, we have our own bottling and rectifying facility. I wouldn't say it's a plant by any means, but facility. We used to just call it the warehouse. Just sounded cool. 
So we have uh, we have our spot in New Jersey where we can do R&D, we can do small batch, we can do private barrels, we can kind of like do a lot there. A little bit more, you know, just been an awesome thing for us. But then uh, we also we also work with Bardstown Bourbon Company, right? So I think having both is really important in my opinion. You got flexibility on you if we need to get something bottled, we certainly can at our facility. Yeah. Um, but we also are able to do larger volume products like our four grain and barrel strength. And now we, we bring, you know, when things get to a certain volume, we always want them at Bardstown because it is more mm-hmm. efficient for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah, think having both options works really well. And, um, but yeah, we're, when it comes to the large releases, we all, it's like a kind of a democratic thing. We all kind of sample through it, like a batch of barrel strength or something like that. Um, but Danny would definitely be the, the primary driver on that front. Has there been one one product in particular that you were passionate about that you th- you thought would be a big hit, big success that you, you were kind of advocating for? No, no, honestly, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I like them all. I mean, we that, sure. that's the bench that baseline's got to be. We love it. Like I could drink this. That's it. Like I've got to be able to drink it. Gotcha. That's number one, and like it. Um, but no, I think it's, uh, I, I, I think my palate's so seasonal. My palate's like the four seasons that I get every, every couple months. I'm like, kind of like, all right, well, you know, just weather's changing, kind of in the mood for this. Something lighter. Yeah. Something heavy. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't have, uh, I, I would say I have a, I have my, my go-tos, but it's very seasonal. I might get, my palate might just get tired of going that direction while I try something and mix it over. But interesting. Yeah. Can, can, can we talk about the rosé finish? Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, I've, I've heard some rumors and just kind of how I, I heard um, something about your, your affiliation with, with the, the vineyard, the, the winery. How's that, how's that unfolded? Well, Rosé was like, so we had, uh, we had released four grain, which was our 80. Then we, then we, then we went right. We went, we just took it to like fifth gear and went right to barrel strength. Which is kind of funny. So on a retail shelf, we had an 80 proof yep. and we had 115 proof. Right. No in between. None. Yeah. <laughs> just went right for the fast. Jumped right in. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> whatever. Just go. Yeah. It's like we had one that was like crazy. But then uh, we wanted to do a cast finish, but we wanted to try to do something different. My wife was walking by one day. We were, I was on the phone with Danny late. She's like, and she loves rosé. That's her, her drink of choice. She's like, what about a rosé cast finish? And I was like, that's actually not a bad idea. You know, it's different. New, I know nothing about wine or rosé, mind you. Uh, but we called up uh, Rob over at Speyside. He's kind of does a lot of the different cast finishes. Um, he's just a good partner of ours for now a couple of years. And we were like, and Rob's a psalm. He knows everything about wine. And I just was like, Rob, you know, is it possible to get rosé cast finishes? And he was like, well, you know, he went on this whole thing. Like, first of all, you know, it's finished in stainless steel. It's rare. And I'm like, and we kind of knew after we bought a bunch of rosé and just started, you know, putting it into our yeah, barrel, yeah. like our bourbon to be like, all right, we need, a, we, need a, we need a very high Grenache grape to really bring some sweetness to it. And then, so we just kind of left it with Rob. We said, we need a, you know, we need barrel aged rosé and it needs to be, you know, like a high, you know, a high percentage Grenache, if not a hundred percent Grenache. And he said, no way. And he said, I'll write it down. It's in my notes. I'm sure he like threw it away. And uh, maybe like four or five months later, he came back. He's like, Hey, I found these barrels for you. Wow. And was, there was like 12 or 15 of them or something. And uh, we ordered them. 
And we, we did it, and it was kind of a cool product. I think we've done four or five releases of them. And we knew the issue was we were never going to be able to purchase more than 12 to 15 barrels of it at a time. Right. Ever. So I kind of just said, I guess the only other option would be to just go and do it, make your own rosé. Yeah. That was, that was literally the only option. We wouldn't, in spa- we wouldn't know, we didn't even know where they were coming from, the barrels. Um, which I kind of felt like was like like kind of a little bit, uh, you know, it's kind of like if you lose a little bit, you don't have any sort of emote, like there's no connection to these whatsoever, kind of just like I think they're what we're getting. Um, so we said, let's go do it ourselves. And and Rob, I mean, the space side is tied in out there with Redu, Redu's the space side's uh, winemaking, you know, wine cooperage out there. They're, they're, they're plugged into many of these. So, yeah, might be a bomb i have no idea but the cool thing was is we were able to we were able to blend up the rosé so we knew that for the whiskey we needed to have it a certain way and yeah. so we actually what went into the oak barrel for for the for the like the rosé cast finish was one particular that was like a very high grenache kind of blend now but that wasn't necessarily going to be a good drinking rosé wine. I was actually going to, it was like okay, it wasn't going to be great. So right. what? And they're cool about wait, doing wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you right there. Was that was that was your, that your wife telling you that, or was that was someone else telling you that? Did you bring her into this? Was she? We brought the, the wife. Rose? That was the yeah. other thing. They, they, yeah. Danny, Candace, and my <laughs> wife came, and they're very opinionated about rosé. Like it's either like no, it's not good, or it's <laughs> good. It's like not. It's one. It's either it's gonna work or it's not but they they had all said like that what we what we needed for the wine cast finish was which was the primary reason why we were doing this was for the for the whiskey so what we were able to have them do is basically we have the rosé that's in the barrel now it's going to be dumped in march when that is dumped we're then blending rosé back into that to make it uh wife approved if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And it's good. I mean, we taste it kind of like an iteration of what it will taste like. And, I, and everyone's thought it was really, really good. So look, at the end of the day, the cool thing is it's going to, with the increase in prices and all that stuff, I mean, that's going to lower our costs of goods on our rosé yeah. significantly. Yeah, it's genius. So, I kind of like this vertically integrated model too. I'm not going to lie. I think it's really something interesting. Like maybe at retail, like that wine was used to make that whiskey. Right. And you can tell the whole story about like we went right. there, like we bl- met the winemaker, we met his kids, we met his family. So it was kind of, it was kind of a cool experience. And I think like as there's a lot of cast finishes out there, I thought this is a really different. And it's you know it's not BS. It's like guys, I got the pictures on Instagram. I swear yeah. I was there. Yeah, it's yeah. A cool way of of really bringing it home, if that makes sense. Yeah. So hopefully there's more to come, but. You know, we I'm forgot sure there will be different than spirits. You need like import permits. You got like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think the coolest part about that, like, you know, there's I, I got a little uh, like, I mean, a little jealousy. It, it just it, it, whatever happens with it, I'm, I guarantee y'all had a blast doing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I hope it's super successful, and I'm sure it will be. But I, I don't know. Sometimes the 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 journey is is well worth whatever happens, whether it happens the way you want it to or not. I mean, that sounds like a great 
a great little project, um, fun for your families, you know, you and your partner and your wives and, and that's just, that's cool. It's just, really it's a great cool. story. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that was it. I mean, just something, whether, whatever happens with it, that was a cool trip, you know? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, we uncovered another potential product from a whiskey perspective while we were there. I'm not going to dive yeah. into it yet because it's no. <laughs> that's one I want to keep a little bit on the radar. That could be for later next year, maybe even the following year. But I remember going through with Rob. It was almost accidental that they kind of included this liqueur that they make. And it was just in our box. I was like, oh, I forgot about this. And then I told Rob at Spaceside, and I was like, and Danny too. And we were talking about it kind of late at night one night. And he's like, see, he was like all excited. He goes, this is why you got to be in market. Like you would never get that from a Zoom. Like you were there and they you right. met them and they just threw this at you. And we're like, well, this is kind of cool. So it's, uh, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Awesome. Well, that's a nice little, little teaser tr- for the, for the community out there to look forward to. We'll have to have you back on the podcast when the, when you guys are releasing that that mystery product <laughs> well awesome michael congratulations on your success all your success ahead um i know i'm a fan of the product i'm a fan of uh the company all the things you guys are doing really appreciate you taking the time and your busy schedule to come out and chat with us um we're definitely going to get some some samples of uh some golden sheaf i, I think i sent out a bottle of batch one um gonna get some of the the current stuff out to you and um won't speak on behalf of dixon but uh maybe we maybe we get hey, some 2xo well, out I, to you. I'll, I'll get you a bottle and i there's there's a 95 <laughs> percent chance that my bottle gets to you about six months before anything david oh, said i'm just oh man it sounds like a challenge to I'm, me I'm, I don't I'm, know. Saying, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not saying i'm just saying i'm just saying that's awesome man. <laughs> well congrats to you guys man you guys both of you. I mean, look, we're all in it together. We're all doing the same thing. I mean, it's wild. <laughs> it is. And it's so much fun, you know, on the, on the family side, I've got a, I get reeled in a couple times a day. Hey, back, back off a little bit. I could talk bourbon, do all the bourbon things 24 seven, but you know, there is more to life than that and the family. And, um, so I'm extremely grateful for that, but, uh, yeah, I love it. This is a you know dream come true for me. I left, my my former industry to do this exclusively and um now i'm in the thick of it and loving every minute of it i get to to hang out with great folks like yourself so it just doesn't get any better as far as i'm concerned well thank you again sir it's been a pleasure on behalf of our podcast blending bourbon thank you cheers to you and and your future success yeah, Michael. Thanks, man. Thanks for thanks for doing. Thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> that was awesome, guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.